Hi, everyone. Anchor is telling me that I have averaged four plays per episode or time I do this, which I think is hilarious and, you know, keeps me humble. Today, uh, I'm talking about the fine line between being disciplined and having a disorder. Ah, such a fine line. Let's start with an easy example, shall we? When it comes to correcting misbehavior, say, of a child, there's a really big difference between punishment and discipline. While punishment focuses on making a child suffer for breaking the rules, discipline is about teaching him or her how to make a better choice next time. When punishment is self-inflicted, though, we turn the corner into self-destruction, disordered behavior, or even abuse. When recovering from my eating disorder, there was a lot of tension between being disciplined and engaging in disordered behavior. Some of the best athletes of all time have undoubtedly towed this line. So I figured, what's the problem? Where is the line drawn and when has it gone too far? If you find yourself towing this line, only you know the answer. For me, discipline became disordered when I wasn't fueling my body for its workload, when I cared more about avoiding weight gain than about being healthy, when I sacrificed performance to uphold the self-inflicted rules of my eating disorder, and when my disciplined nature resulted in profound unhappiness and severe health issues. But before it got really bad, it was only sort of bad. The slow spiral is hard to stop once it started. Athletes in, in general are kind of fed a diet of discipline as the avenue to success, like work hard, harder than anyone else and you can succeed. And I'm not here really to contest that. Discipline is the best path forward, uh, you know, to personal fulfillment, freedom and advancement in any realm. I really believe that. But athletic discipline is necessarily tied to weight, which is a blurry line at best. Eating disorders are the most common in endurance athletes and more common in women than in men. A 2013 study with elite adolescent athletes showed that 14% of females compared to 3% of males had eating disorders, and in endurance sports like running or cycling, 24% of females and 9% of males suffered from disordered eating. That's a really high number. That's um, a quarter of all females. Like That's a lot of women, and 9%, I mean, that's basically a tenth, right? Like That's a lot of men, too, so it's really prevalent in these sports, and you would be hard-pressed to never run into someone. <laughs> like if you if you run in these circles of endurance athletics, you'd be really hard pressed to never meet someone who hasn't struggled with this problem. And it's a really great like gray space to try to live in constantly. So often foods are demonized heavily in the media and even among health professionals. I started cutting out things like desserts, which is innocent enough, but soon I was eliminating meat, cheese, bad carbs, which meant any carb. And most things like even things like, you know, peanut butter, peas, white rice and egg yolks. Mind you, while I was like running 80 miles a week. So it was kind of based on like things I heard and read in the media, things my athletic trainers would tell me, things coaches would tell me, things I saw other people doing, things I read on the internet. Like so many people are so uh, like quick to give nutrition or health advice with very little real knowledge or evidence or experience. I was receiving so much mixed messaging that I didn't know what to believe and soon no food felt safe. I even saw a dietitian who was trying to make me like a meal plan and she was very much like eat these foods, which to me felt like don't eat anything else. <laughs> My disciplined habits soon became self-inflicted punishment. Even the Bible has something to say about punishment and discipline. This is a quote from Hebrews 12:10. Our earthly fathers disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God's discipline is always good for us, though we might share in his holiness. And then this kind of like a short explanation of this is that punishment looks backwards. It focuses on making payment for wrongs done in the past. That's why we punish prisoners and stuff like that. Discipline, however, looks forward. The lessons we learn from discipline help us not make the same mistakes again. Punishment is about condemnation and discipline is about correction. Discipline is about doing what is the most helpful. Punishment flows from anger and malice while discipline is a sign of love. 
It strikes me as sad that our cultural appropriation of discipline has made it synonymous with suffering and self-inflicted punishment. You should be happier because of your discipline, not less so. This is true regardless of what you apply the discipline to, sports, work, relationships, self-improvement, or any trade or skill. I've distilled some of the most distinctive differences between disorders and discipline here. So there's four. Number one, discipline strengthens while disorders weaken. Discipline is self love disorders are self-hatred the bottom of my eating disorder was self-hatred that's just what it was number three discipline helps you achieve goals disorders inhibit your goals like i was saying i was sacrificing performance for my eating disorder number four discipline is proactive disorders are reactive disorders are punishment for some like wrong you think you've done or discipline though is in the moment. You're self-correcting as you go. Discipline surrounding food and body can feel empowering at first, right? Like to an extent, you set a goal, you achieve it, and you feel really good. But for me, the more discipline I exhibited in terms of food and body, the more oppressed and obsessive I became. Learning to relinquish the control I was exerting and trading it for self-kindness and also like intuitive movement and intuitive eating was really, really hard. A lack of discipline has in a lot of ways become culturally synonymous with laziness. And because those who suffer from eating disorders are often very type A, relinquishing any discipline or control will feel really bad physically, mentally, and emotionally. Like we like to be in control. We often live in extremes, swinging from extreme restriction, which is kind of like the epitome of the discipline of the eating disorder, to binging, which is like the relinquishing of all kind of control. We do this because we understand discipline as punishment instead of as a way to care for our bodies and ourselves. Recovering from my eating disorder necessitated an entirely new worldview, one that was centered on self-love, but also focused on being kind to myself over anything else, one in which I established and kept boundaries, one in which I'm able to listen to my body and honor it instead of disciplining it to death and listening to when I'm tired and eating the foods that will nourish me the most. There's a very fine line between punishment and discipline and the greatest athletes I think have probably told that many times. Finding a balance though is is really hard, but it's essential, especially to those recovering from any type of mental disorder. Um, it would be really easy to fall back into kind of a disordered way of eating and not just because it's so culturally prevalent, but because it feels kind of good to like be in control and be disciplined. Um, but like I said, that line is really fine and it's really easy to overstep. You know, I've kind of had to keep myself in check for a long time. Um, someone named Jessie Nealon, she's like a, I don't really know what she was. She used to be a trainer and now she's like a body, like activist or something. Anyway, she's amazing. She writes really well. I linked her. I also linked a book called Discipline Equals Freedom by Jocko Wilnick. Um, he's, I don't know, he was in the military and he's very like, hoorah, like <laughs> be disciplined and you'll be free. And ah. He gets up every morning at like four and takes a picture of his watch and posts it on Instagram. But he has lots of cogent points in that book. And then look up Jordan Peterson's method for self-discipline. Um, he kind of talks about being distracted by all these other things. Um, instead of focusing on your mission and purpose. And I think that that's a different sort of discipline that I'm talking about today, but it's still very mm, relevant probably, especially with all the things that we have distracting us in our modern lives. So, okay, I've talked for seven and a half minutes and I'm like, shut up, Sarah. Bye.